Let's chat. It's hard. You want to talk? I know. That's disappointing. Sit back. Let's work this How's out. How's it going? What are we doing here? Hey, where are you going? Hey. Hey there. Wow. It's not always easy. It's amazing if you think about it. Let's think this about this. strange. I have some thoughts about that. Life is hard. Trauma bonded. So this is a special trauma bonded episode for this is actually happening and some trauma bonded comments for October 2023 ish and in this episode we'll cover comments about 292 Scamanda 293 Olivia 294 Daniel and the residual fallout from the season opener 289 with John and basically I'll do Instagram and T takes Facebook Let's get into it. All right. Okay, let's talk about Scamanda. Let's do this. Scamanda. Okay. Well, I thought what was most interesting to me on on Instagram, and I'm not going to point to anyone specifically, but the people that had listened to the Scamanda podcast, when they were listening to this episode, they were, in fact, like, they had that big moment of, like, surprise reveal when she dropped the name Amanda C. Riley. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly all the ones I had as well. <laughs> so we thought it was funny because <laughs> we didn't get it because we hadn't listened to Scamanda. But apparently it was a big mic drop for everyone that wasn't expecting it and had listened to the the prior one which i thought was fun that was fun that was all i had she knew she knew how to drop that that bit that name she knew it was a big deal she knew it was a bomb to drop that's why yeah when when she said that i was like okay a lot of people even before she said amanda c riley they knew it was they're like bubbly c riley at church cancer and church Public yeah. Cancer Church? Boom. This sounds like Amanda C. Riley. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about 293, Olivia. You know, something that we did punch at on our Trauma Bonded episode was about her in-laws suggesting it could be Satan. Same, same. This is what I'm going to be about as well. We share half a brain. We <laughs> share. So people, so she is responding to people on Instagram. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. She's under the, the underscore redheaded underscore Alaskan. And somebody did ask her, uh, this is from Sarah and Coletti. She said, you are amazing. A question left out is how did your in-laws who brought in the idea of demons react post hospital stay? And did they ever apologize? Are they still in the mindset that it was demons? Thanks for sharing all my love and support to you, XO. And uh, Olivia, the redheaded Alaskan, she did reply and said they were very sorry everyone was. So that's good. Oh, good. So we, I mean, we really stuck it to them. But that's, you know, I'm glad that they could uh, see that that was some bullshit. For reals. Yeah, there was a little bit of controversy on Facebook. Go on. About this. About that part in particular? Oh, yeah. Talking about religion and all this. There's some long ones, but I kind of highlighted some things. But Katie and Kathy were going at it. 
a oh, little gosh. bit. It wasn't. It's not too bad. Oh. I've got. I've got something else. It's there's more. Uh, but this one, Katie says, this episode has angered me so much. As an atheist, it seems so obvious. In the thick of delusion, you got closer to delusion. Didn't make anything better. I think was what you're trying to say here, right? And then she says FFS, and I don't know what that means. Oh, that, that means mean? for fuck's sake. Oh, got it. Okay. T's new to the internet, y'all. I don't know. And then Kathy says, although I don't share her religious beliefs, it's not fair to blame any mental illness on religion. She would have had the same illness. It would have presented itself in different thoughts. What are you so angry about? Oh, do you think you're going to convince anyone to give up their religion by getting mad at a mother with a devastating mental illness? Have some compassion, please. Wow. How'd that go over? Well, Katie came back, and it's long, so I'm just going to do some highlights. Yeah. Katie says, I think it's completely fair to attribute mental illness to religion. My largest issue is her individual case. She literally discusses feeling the need to kill her son to prove her worth to God. That was one of her delusions, rooted in a real, actual story from a highly regarded spiritual book. <laughs> the main one, really. Yeah, where God asked just that. So that was pretty clear to Katie Yeah, that they're quite connected. And finally, Kara comes in. I agree with you, Katie. Growing up in the church, you're taught mental health services are forbidden. No therapy, no medication, because you're supposed to give it all to God. Yeah. Goes on, on, and on. I could unload so much to back your post, but agreed. What do you think about that? I, I'm with it. I'm with, I'm with the. Uh, yeah, don't ask us what we think about it. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Katie on this one. Uh, there's definitely a connection with this story, particularly. Yeah, I think the connection's undeniable. I know there that the episode title got some flack, maybe on Reddit. People were saying that um, they thought the title was misleading. I, I can see what they're saying. I do think that wasn't maybe the final verdict that Olivia had, but I think it is an idea that went through her mind that she prayed vehemently against and battled against for a, a while in the hospital. It wasn't out of her mind that she could, that her son might be possessed. It didn't, it just, it added to the pile of the delusions, obviously. It's not helping anyone. It didn't help. It wasn't you helpful. Know. All right, let's talk about Daniel. 294, Daniel, what if you shot your girlfriend? I think us over on This Is Actually Happening page were, I mean, the team, us team, thought that uh, people might come for him more than they did. But I think people were really like bowled over by his taking accountability, his emotional reaction to it all. People were generally heartbroken and devastated by this episode. A lot of people talked about how upset it made them. And his his voice, you know, even that first opening bit we talked about, it was really overwhelmingly emotional. Um, before we really talk about comments, I just want to say that Ton Renenbaum. Todd Rendenbaum over at Bunny Hugs and Mental Health Podcast, where uh, we found Daniel from, wanted to point out that a GoFundMe has been started for Jessica's son, and that we encourage people to go to the GoFundMe to, to uh, give what they can to help him. And the GoFundMe link is gofund.me slash 789 
32631 is the name of it, but don't freak out. It'll be in our show notes, so you'll be able to find it there. But that was just released today. So if you were really, really moved by Daniel's episode, please go and donate what you can. Thank you, Ellie. Great news. You're welcome. And Daniel is too humble to ask himself. So uh, the podcast community is taken up for him and and sort of doing that selling for him. Um, What kind of comments did you come across on Facebook there, T-Dog? Well, same, same, same again. You know, they talk a lot about how just his raw emotion really moved them. Um, So many people are just like, I am crying with him, trying not to sob at work. A lot of people watch at work or watch, listen at work. I've been listening before work, like going into the office. Yeah. And it's really jarring. Uh, And I feel very emotional right when I walk in. Yeah. Everyone's like, what's wrong with you? But yeah, I I noticed that as well. But everyone's crying with him. I love that. Yeah. Thinking about them really empathizing because I I felt that same feeling. Yeah, I I think it is fascinating to think about how people take in these sorts of stories, like what they're doing. A lot of people talked about how I think it's kind of a passive listen, especially if you're a person that listens to a lot of podcasts, you probably have it on sort of in the background while you're doing something else. And that was a common thing that was said on Instagram that people sort of started listening to it while they were doing something else. And then that little trailer that Wit puts at the beginning of the episode, um, like grabbed their attention so much, they sort of put down what they were doing and really focused in on the episode. All right, should we talk about John? Yes, and I know you you went through some TikTok videos. I also have a real fight on Facebook. Oh, to share. Okay. So I, you know, and I don't want to like take a bunch of time to defend him, and that's not really what this is actually happening is for anyway. It's just a place where we let people tell their stories. We're not giving people platforms. We're not. Uh, and people would argue that we are just by virtue of what it, it is, but we're not necessarily in agreement with anyone's point of view and we take them at their word and, and sometimes little bitty details get cut out for time or just for story shaping. And it's not that John was lying or we were trying to keep things from people. It's just what it is, tell a story the most coherently that we can. So let, let me just say that I watched about 200 TikToks of John <laughs> to figure, to find out what the fuck people are talking about. And I'll get to those comments in a sec. But I will, I did not watch all of them. Wow. I don't have thousands of hours and there's probably thousands of TikToks. I think they're going back to like 2020 when he was first released from prison. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I just don't have the time for that. <laughs> It's disappointing. Believe it or not, I actually have other jobs as well. Wow. But I did watch a lot of them. Okay. And I'll, I'm going to tell you kind of what major takeaways that I got from watching all of these. First of all, his he's got former classmates that were there when, when the shooting incident t- took place that do support him and their families do support him as well. Um, people talk about how there are two shots that are that happen when he's in the school that aren't mentioned in the episode and he does address that there he says that there's one where he said he pointed up in a way into the wall and the ceiling sort of as a a warning shot and he did fire a second shot also into the wall and the ceiling to let people know that he was there so that people call the police so that they would come and 
and kill him, basically. He says, my intent was not to kill. He says he never shot at anyone. And that is co- corroborated. Even the person that was shot was not, he was not intentionally shot, shooting at them. He continues to maintain, he says, I can't justify what I did. So he's not trying to justify, nor is he trying to gain redemption of any kind, or is he asking for anyone's forgiveness? He again pointed out that he waived his Miranda rights. He didn't ask for his family to be present. He didn't ask for an attorney to be present. He was willing to take full extent of his punishment. He also points out that the the, the gun that he used shot bird shot, which in each cell, shell contains about 350 small pellets. And you, you can, it can be lethal, but you have to shoot someone at close range for, for that to happen. The reason that he speaks, he says he's giving a rare perspective from a shooter to help. So there is value in his voice because oftentimes we don't get to hear from the shooter because they're either shot by police or in prison for the rest of their lives or or so mentally um, maybe unstable that they are incapable of seeing what they did and, and be able to relay information about it. Of his attacker in the Katana attack, he says he deserves a place where he can get care and whether it be for mental health or addiction issues, he believes that he can change and he believes he should be released eventually and he should he should be given the tools to help him live a good life. When he's in the hospital, he's in the hospital, he's bandaged up, he's, he was there for a month, he was still asking people to donate clothes, socks, coats, because winter was coming up and he still had this strong desire to help the homeless community. So even in a suffering, he was still trying to help people. His goal is not redemption, but prevention, right? Mm-hmm. He acknowledges people may not forgive him and still suffer because of what he did. And he's never asked them to forgive him. He just wants people to demand change. So if he is out there making people mad, good. They should be mad and it should spur them to demand change and not ask him, I'm adding this part in. You shouldn't be asking him to shut the fuck up. You should be turning your attention to people that are capable of making change. So his old classmates that he affected and their families have contacted him to share the trauma he's caused, and he welcomes that. He doesn't shut it down at all. He wants to help give people closure. He's not proud of his past, but he's open to share about his 16-year-old mindset to help prevent future shooting. Okay, and he's like done work with the BAU of the FBI, the Behavioral Analysis Unit, as we know. Yeah, we do know that. In fact, when he first got out of prison, people were asking him to speak, but he didn't want to. He wanted to be silenced for fear of re-traumatizing victims, but he ended up deciding that if he could help, he would, since he, um, since the powers that be don't seem to pay attention to victims. So maybe they'll pay attention to a rehabilitated perpetrator, which I think Mm. is an excellent point. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, let's address one comment that came on our Instagram, our Instagram page, meaning trauma bonded's Instagram page. I'll address this one first. This person says, I'm listening to this episode now, and I really need you both to do more digging. Mm. The black man who attacked him got 25 years and John is on TikTok saying that black people are racist against white people. The story he speaks and what actually happened are not the same. And I believe what she's referring to is he does have a TikTok where he says he believes 
that Black people are capable of being racist. And there's a lot of thought and a lot of opinions about that idea, whether you agree with him or not. And we're not going to talk about that because we're not qualified to. But his point is, there was no beef with this guy. They were of different races. The guy was calling him the white devil. And then when he spoke to the police, he said, and there's a, there's a, uh, a video of the guy saying this, I showed him what racism is. So is that racist or is it race, racially motivated? I'll let you be the judge of that, you the audience. But John does say that he wants to move the conversation away from race and talk more about the mental health aspect of it all. And so he does do another TikTok where he plays a recording of when he was in the hospital and he first talks to the prosecutor. He said he wants the attacker to have another chance and he blames the mental health, possible schizophrenia more than racism and doesn't want him to have life in prison. So that is clear. He, 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 um, you know, I think what it really comes down to is he does backtrack and he says it's more about prejudice than it is racism, but he should focus less on race and more on mental health aspects. Was race component in the Katana attack? Again, that that's neither here nor there. So for this person to go on to our Instagram tell us that we need to do more digging because she watched one TikTok video um, is kind of a joke to us. And, um, but it did spur me to watch a lot of TikTok videos. And I will say like the underlying, my underlying feeling about John, whether you like him or not, is whatever he's done in his past, he's using his platform now to help people all that he can and all be all. You want to persecute him forever for things he's done in his past or things he's said in his past because he doesn't know all the nuances of racism or whatever it is like you, you are allowed to do that. But I think he has, he has, there is more value to him talking than value of him just shutting the fuck up. We should listen to people that had a 16 year old mindset that took him down a path to being an active school shooter. There's value in that. There's also value in him acknowledging that his attacker has a serious, it was having a serious mental health crisis. And when people like that are ignored by community, society, government, etc., it can really hurt other people involved. John continues to be an advocate for the homeless. He wants to be a case manager. He wants to spend donated money on socks for homeless people in the winter. Okay, Let, let's hear what let's hear what they had to say on Facebook. T. I think I've <laughs> talked a long enough about my thoughts on. Wait, 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 one more thing. Also on the trauma bonded Instagram. And sorry, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call this one out. You get a name, Mia Hogan Camp. Her quote on the trauma bonded Facebook, or sorry, Instagram. He lied. He fucking shot children, children, in all caps. These people are still alive today, living knowing the insect of a person who could have killed them and now has a platform where he's making money off of the pain he fucking inflicted. Okay, Mia Hogan Camps. So many things wrong with that. He did not shoot any children. You can't just say that he didn't shoot at children you can't say that he was around children with a gun okay 
um, yes, these people are still alive, but a lot of people that were there and in that community, according to him on his TikTok, support him and are in communication with him and he's open to that. He's not, <laughs> he doesn't have a platform where he's making money. All he does on his platform is, from what I can see, is help people. He's an aide to law enforcement. He's he, he does these like town fucking hall meetings where people can just like say whatever the fuck they want to him and he just takes it. And so he's not making money off the pain he inflicted. He, he's willing to be a case manager and a social worker. So you don't just get to say things like that and not get not get responded to. Am I going to respond to it on our Instagram page? Probably not. Consider yourself responded to. I think she should listen to the podcast. You don't think she actually listened to the This Is Actually Happening episode? It doesn't seem like it, but maybe in a second listen might help. Yeah. Try again, Mia Hogan. And then get in there. Comment again. Yeah. Then we can have a productive conversation about things that are true. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah. I know you guys want to get, sorry, I know people like to get upset about the cap, capitalized C-H-I-L-D-R-E-N, but every every child there was fine, okay? Feel bad for the vice principal who got fucking shot in the leg. leg. Okay, thanks for digging, Ellie. I'm going to need you to do more digging. <laughs> oh, I want to say one more thing about John, and I'll, then I'll let you talk to you. Um, he did have a TikTok where he got a vasectomy, which I think is a gift to us all. <laughs> Thanks, John. Are you saying it's a gift to us all because of him or just in general? Just in general. Okay. Because it sounds like because of him, it's kind of insulting. Okay. On Facebook, uh, there was a bit of an argument. Stephanie commented on John's episode. I'll never understand Americans love of guns. Nia says, you know, it's offensive to stereotype Americans like that. My husband is American, and this is definitely not true. Thank you, Nia. Cynthia <laughs> Cynthia says, I'm American, not a gun lover, and there's a problem in the U.S. I'm not offended. Listen to episode number 110, What If Everything Turned to Mayhem? Nia comes back, your opinion. Nia says, Cynthia, your opinion. And Cynthia says, Nia, yup, my opinion. <laughs> Love our opinions, don't we? Then Nia says, Cynthia, OMG, why do you white women like to argue so much? Just stop. Shit. Cynthia says, Nia, now there's a stereotype Ooh. and scene. So. I thought that was a fun one. It's, it is funny, though, because when people talk shit about America, even as an American, I don't take offense to yeah. shit that I don't do. Yeah. I recognize that there's a lot of different types of people in America, and we probably have a reputation to other countries about certain things that we don't all do. Is that it? That's it. That was fun, though, right? <laughs> I thought that was a fun one. All right, that was that was our first comments episode of 2023. Uh, and stay tuned for next week when we're going to release our first ever follow storyteller follow-up episode. Um, so look for that 
Thanks, everybody, for spending some time with us today. Love you, T. Love you, Ellie. You're trauma bonded. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.